listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Hey, Jamie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Um, so what are you up to today? What have you been up to doing, you know? Let's see. I've um, I've already had breakfast. I've already drawn a few cards. Um, just took the dog for a walk. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. What? What's going on here? Wait. Jamie? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was in stereo, folks. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I get it. Jamie, did you replace Jamie with Jamie? Uh, uh, my well, I know. Cereal this morning. Well, I I know that we're supposed to be recording with our guest host or guest host guest. I guess you now Jamie. have a new guest host, Jamie. Apparently well, so. <laughs> I, I'm 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 sorry. I was a little late. I had to take care of some cat stuff, but I didn't expect you guys to start. You know, recording well, you without know, me. It just happens when Jamie says hello. I respond, and well, Jamie did. <laughs> So I, I guess I should have so. known when she mentioned a dog, because you don't have a dog, Miss No, no, I don't. I, tell, I, ha- I have a cat, and she's in the background. So, hey, yeah. listeners, welcome to Jamie Elford's cat, and I guess our guest <laughs> today has a dog. <laughs> welcome, Jamie Sawyer. We're glad to have you, even with hey. double Jamie confusion today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so... Some of our listeners might not know all the wonders and the beauty of you and who you are and what you do. So would you mind giving us a little tidbit of who you are and what you've been up to? Who am I? I mean, that's the proverbial, who am I? (laughs) I always say I'm short and crafty with a lack of vices. So because of that, um, my brain is constantly going. And if it's art, I want to do it. If it's anything that I can create with my hands, I just want to do it. And I've kind of been that way my whole life, so... That's that's very, very abridged version of who am I. I'm a creator. <laughs> but you're also an artist of not just paper and pens and beauty. And so could you tell us a little bit about that? I am a tattoo artist for the past 18 years doing body art on whoever graces my studio or my chair. I get to share space. My journey has been very long and different than what it is now. Like when people ask me how to get into the industry, I I don't even know how to give them advice because when I got in, it was a way different industry. There was not as many females doing it. It wasn't as accessible. Like I started in a small biker shop in a tourist town and they were just as surprised as I was that I got to the top of the list of like 10 guys that were on there before me. It was just my persistence showed up, you know, but so I do body art. I also dabble in henna. I used to do it a lot more than I do now. I love functional wearable art. So to me, the tattooing, I never knew that I would get into that, but that was kind of, it's become my calling and my, definitely my path in life. But that's awesome. (laughs) I mean, again, you're a creative person and it's just not always where you find people doing body modification, body tattooing henna Mm -hmm. and producing wonderful other artwork, which Mm -hmm. you've got a plethora of in your portfolio and everything. I want to know, which came first, tattoo business stuff or tarot? So it's kind of funny. This journey started probably on both all around the year 2000. My mom and I, my mom has always kind of 
been on the pagan path. So like my life has not been, I've never had to break through any of those like unlearning of religious, you know, brainwashing or whatever. But, um, we had gone to Salem, we got a book of shadows, we consecrated a book of shadows. And then as my life started to take place, we did a spell. And that day I did a spell because I wanted to become a tattoo artist. And I remember getting my first Oracle deck then. I think my mom gave me the Morgan Greer deck around that time. I'm pretty sure she's who gave it to me. But I forgot all about that spell. And then I found my book of shadows because I was so busy cultivating my tattoo career and my apprenticeship and my art and all that. Fast forward like 14 years later, I'm looking through the Book of Shadows and here I find this spell to become a tattoo artist. So I had to like update the Book of Shadows and catch it up and be like, so flash forward, you know, the tarot has always been on my periphery. And sometimes I'm jealous when I hear people like yourselves been doing it for 15 years or been doing, you know, I was so busy cultivating my career that I didn't really deep dive into how the cards could play out in my life. But I was still doing it. Like I, I often joke that I read tarot better from my tattoo chair than I do from sitting in front of the cards. I love that. (laughs) Can you tell us more about this approach? The cards stump me. I know that's crazy to say considering I've drawn my own deck, but when I see that image, I assume that the person wants me to tell them what that image means. But if I'm sitting there just talking to them, like sometimes if it's somebody I've never tattooed before, I do my feeler questions to feel them out, like what kind of session and, Nowadays, it's a lot easier. The people I attract are the people who need to be with me. And they have like a full life coaching healing session. And they don't even realize that's what they signed up for. They thought they were just getting like a little, you know, adornment. Yeah. But then when they go, oh, but do you read tarot? And I go, well, no. <laughs> I said, I'll show you how to read your cards. You know, I can, I can walk you through it and we can discuss what the symbolism that jumps out to you. But But I just find that like I channel those messages when I'm like tuned in, tapped in with my machine in hand, just tattooing and talking and like not even looking at their face. I'm just kind of talking and getting the energy, but then replace the chair with cards. And I I haven't figured out how to breach that barrier yet because I still find myself as a newbie in the reading field. You know, I don't know if that answered the question or whatever. No, it did. Um, This, this, this summer I did an event where um, Portland had, or in spring, in summer, Portland's got a couple of different tattoo expos. So I actually got to go and do an event there. And I wandered around, saw all the cool ink and flash and everything all the artists are doing. And sometimes they'd come in or people with tattoos would come in. And even though I'm reading, I, I actually read it with your deck because I'm like, okay, this is, well, it's, you know, it's one of those things where at events, I like to, you know, match the decks to, you know, the, the theme. Yeah. And some, I, so there were times where I just, it's like, I don't want to read with the deck. I want to read people's tattoos. Right. Like, I know that as we're talking, even though our listeners can't see, you've got beautiful roses and flowers on your neck. I know you've got tattoos, probably full sleeves. Yeah. I, 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 it's just, <laughs> it's fun to just sit there and go, oh, the roses to me mean this. And, you know, so yeah, it's, it's art. You can read anything with a diviner's mind. Well, so for instance, the other day I did a Capricorn symbol for a woman and it was for her, her daughter and her husband. And so she was like, you know, they're both Capricorns. But then I started getting into the sun, moon and rising and all this stuff. And like, she was just like, holy crap. And then I get an email from her later being like, what was that stuff you were talking about today? Like, I want to read more on it. You know, it's like. (laughs) I love it. 
<laughs> so you're the gateway drug, if you will, for people, it's it seems. such a gateway drug. And also, I think it sounds like you actually divine through your art, which mm -hmm. is how you may not understand, air quotes on this, understand the tarot, but you can feel the energies come through you. And I think that's what most divination practices need to remember, trusting what's coming through. Because again, you're seeing their life as you're working with their energies to create this beautiful art on them. And I think that's a great way of divination for you. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. You know, I, I often like, I've, I've been learning so much on my, my deep dive of tarot. I've gone to a few conferences. I can't wait to go to Newt's again. And you know, all the, the great teachers say the cards are just ink and paper. You're the tool. So to me, my card is my chair and my machine. Right. You know, yes. where it's like, that replaces the ink and paper because I can read people's energy really well. The artwork stumps me because then I go into the people pleasing aspect of stuff that I have to release and be like, well, what do they want me to tell them? And that's not what it's about. But in my chair, I can give them the hard truths. I'm like, well, you got to stop living through your daughter's life. Like she has to do it for her, you know, like, right. Like that. And they go, wow, I never thought of it that way. But if it was, if it was me trying to read a tarot card, I'm like, ah, well, it's a five of cups. So maybe you need to leave something behind, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just, it fits your love art, especially hand-based because you draw mm -hmm. not necessarily tattoo ink, but you ink, you, mm -hmm. you paint, you do all this stuff with your hands. So it makes sense that your connection to the divine or whichever goddesses or entities you work with go through your hands. Mm -hmm. And so it's just this wonderful blend of tattooing people, giving people cool art, and also letting them know certain things about either their art, the symbols that they're getting tattooed on, and the impact that you're having on them. Like, you are the creator. You are, you know, putting something into them. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I just don't like small talk, you know, and... Yeah. I am not like I've worked in the, the walk-in style tattoo shops. I was with a big conglomerate for about 13 years. You know, I've, I've done it. I've been it. And a lot of my coworkers used to laugh because I would get so many Christmas cards or I would get so many, like just stuff that normal people in my field would never get. And it's because I wasn't treating them just as a client. It was more like a session of like, I want to get to the meat and potatoes of your life. Like I don't, okay, cool. What, what brought you here? But why, why is you know, so it's just that within five minutes, you'll be, we'll be talking about major issues, and I just met you. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're basically doing what, quote-unquote, normal tarot readers right. do with the cards, in with your ink and everything, and you're making yeah. this huge statement on their body, but also on their life with this. I never even thought about, well, I've kind of thought about magic and tattooing because I've got a couple of tattoos. I know Rose has a couple of tattoos. And it is deeply personal. You know, when we decide to pick that flash off the wall or have a custom design, mm -hmm. it's like, that's going to be with us until forever. And it is a, to me, it's a kind of a magical process. So it's neat to see that you're also treating it as the same way for your clients in a way. Well, everything that we do in this life, whether people are there yet or not, is just an exchange of energy. And whatever you choose to make a living doing or a career path or whatever feels your soul, that's still an exchange of energy. So if my gift to you is this and your exchange is just like the money or whatever that brought you to the chair, it's still that exchange, you know? So we all have something to give, even if we don't think we do, you know, it's some people say, Oh, but you're so creative. Yeah, but so are you. 
how do you contribute? I'm not a mom. You're a mom. Or, you know, like these people, I go, I don't even know what that's like. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. So then what led you to then take this feeling of design and art and creating these divination goodies, if you will, that you're putting out into the world? I'm trying to hint at what you're doing next if you hadn't catched that. (laughs) Well, so my deck was created because of people wanting tarot-inspired tattoos. So I was like, ooh, I wonder what my stuff would look like that. So that was over three years ago, I started drawing my tarot deck and then did not imagine that would be as successful as it was. And then I did a Lenormand deck because I felt like that was, I was very called to do that. And then I had like affirmations that proved that I was on the right path for that. But because I love wearable art and I love like talisman stuff, I used to play resin a lot. And so I started making little resin molds of my tarot cards that were like, inch high they were just ones that cast that you can just go buy the plastic cast mold and I would copy them and then print them out put them in there and then when the curing was done because of the way that they were made that you'd still see the bubbles and it would just drive me insane so then my brain started going well is there anything that I can make that's like this and I'm looking all over and looking all over and I was like okay it doesn't exist so I'm gonna make it and then I found the tile things that I've been making that's how I stumbled on that because then I put the resin over the picture and I can get rid of the bubbles. And I really love the way that they feel in my hands. Like I know Jamie got to play with them at Newt's when we were doing the yeah. dancing with the devil class. They're so much fun. And I'm loving that people are welcoming the tile sets into their life. I think they're perfect. So for listeners who haven't experienced these tiles yet, either through Jamie's Etsy store or in person at a convention or a class that she's been at, or with Teresa Reed, who was who has a set and talked about it on I think last week's the hit list page. Jamie makes both Lenormon and tarot sets of her decks that are about an inch, two inches long by like yeah, an inch, inch wide. And a half by two inches. Yep. They're amazing. I mean they're small, but they're amazing. You can actually still see the detail, especially in her art, you can still see all the detail. You can read with these. They're kind of strangely more portable in a way than actual cards. And they're, I think they'd be perfect for outdoor use because the resin coats in if somebody, oops, I spilled my beer on your cards, they're not going to be ruined. absolutely dunk it in water and it would be fine, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's fun. I mean, I'm, I'm a junkie for new and experimental ways of using tarot, whether they're term-based or other things. And yeah, Jamie's tiles are amazing. They're just fun. They're cute. And yeah. They actually were born after my Lenormand deck, because with the Grand Tableau, you want smaller cards. Yeah. So I was like, well, how can I make the Grand Tableau even smaller? And so that was kind of the way that it did it. And then once I realized this, I could do that. I was like, well, maybe I'll just do the Major Arcana. <laughs> the Royal Arcana. Oh, hell, I want the whole deck, you know? So that was yeah. kind of how it, it, I become obsessive when I make something that's fun like that, that I was like, okay, I made that. I want to make 10 more or when I, so now... I bought a laser engraver. I invested in this amazing Glowforge thing. I never knew I could love a piece of machinery so much, and I really love it. (laughs) Oh, God. I Yeah, we've got a friend here in Portland that has one, and when when I got to see it, I was just like, babe, I kind of want one, and my partner's like... We have, we have our friend here that can do all this stuff. And I'm like, you don't understand though. I've got, I now have a list of ideas that I want to do with the Glowforge. But the Glowforge is this engraver. It's a, it's a burner. It can cut through small, I don't know how thick you've tried to cut, but laminate woods and stuff. It's an engineer and designer and a makers all in one 
dream to work with. It's so easy to. Yeah. Acrylic. You can do acrylics. You can do leather. You can do wood. It's just, I wondered about that. So listeners, Jamie's got these beautiful acrylic pentacle earrings. And yes. when I saw them, I'm like, I got to ask her if she made that with her glow forge and she's flashing them in front of us and <laughs> teasing us in a way. Sorry. Who knows? Nope. It's fine. Yep. It's amazing. I'm so glad that you found this. If you follow her on Facebook or Instagram or any other ones, Jamie posts all this cool art of, hey, look what I'm playing with now. And it's just like... Well, I have a good friend of mine to thank for that because he's a tech ed teacher, which I guess is a fancier name for shop class. When I was little, that's what we had. And I was like, you know, Greg, I need I need a laser engraver because I was hand burning all the backs of the earlier sets of the tiles, yeah. which awesome and it does give it like a certain level of uniqueness but I was breathing the fumes I was you know pyrography is a beautiful art form but it's really not good if you're not well ventilated and I'm I wasn't well ventilated so I wanted to be able to cut some production time off of it and make the lines a little crisper and stuff like that and I was looking at ones on Amazon that were like a couple hundred bucks and Greg was like Jamie those are gonna break in like a month especially for how you get into something. And I was like, okay. So he was the one who told me about the Glowforge. And then I got it in early May and I, I use it so much. I mean, it's like sitting right next to me, actually. <laughs> pet, pet, pet. pet, pet. <laughs> but it has streamlined the tile backs. So I know that they all have the correct, mm-hmm. it's made it a lot easier. And then it's also opened up. I can make these altar cards that I do that are wooden. And then I do like, you know, I can do the card holders. I was thinking of you from your class. Time out, time out, time out. Card holders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So listeners can't see what I'm holding up, but I made a three card or four card, depending on how large you can make. It's a little stand and you can have the Glowforge cut and insert into like the center of it or something. And you can put your cards directly into the stand so they stand vertically rather than lay down horizontally so I've got the four elements and I have an owl on my board for spirit and then I can do all this stuff but yeah Jamie walk us through how do you generate all this stuff and your boards and your ideas can you walk us through your process so I saw after I took your class with the living the tarot and having the cards for the month and stuff it, to have it on an altar and to keep it that way. I was like, well, that would be cool. So then I usually just think up like, like this one I have in my hand, it's 10 inches long and it has the chakras on it. So if you were doing like chakra work, you could put a stone on each one and then have the cards kind of stand up to correspond with that. And then I always like to add a little bit extra flair. So each one of my chakras has like a little crystal grid type of thing design around them. Ah, okay. So that's what you put on your backgrounds. Yeah. (laughs) And then I did like a seed of life to kind of give it that extra energy and just to fill up the blank space. I always like to make things way busier than they really have to be. This whole trend of minimalism stuff is really hard for me. It's really, really hard because I don't know how to do that. so funny because I am the minimalist roses in the back going going yep yep I hear you and I'm like you know I'm, I'm like this is like as minimalist as I get right like Ooh. so this is a crescent moon I have a crescent moon stand that has half of the star from the back of my card deck on it so I pair these with if somebody gets a deck and they're like oh I want the Sawyer's Path card stand this is the one they get I also have ones that have moon phases and eyeball you know, stuff like that. Like I just, whatever I think is kind of cool, I 
my process, I wish I could say it's more calculated. It's really busy up here. Sometimes things just come down and I go, okay, so I'm working with moon phases today or the elements. And then if I have the elements, instead of just having the triangles, I'll do those type of mandalas around those. Or So basically what, it, what you're telling me is that we're definitely going to be including folks a link to her Etsy store <laughs> because some of us might be going shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Event. Yeah, no, it's odd. Janie's stuff is amazing, and it's like some of those places. What like are you, when you showing at us right now? Talk, Jamie. I want to see better. Okay. So wow. So when I when I first got into pyrography, which is wood burning, a few years ago, I wanted to make a wheel of the year, and so I did my own version of the sabbats around it, and then I I did a depiction. So like on Sawan, there's a skull on this one, and then in between Sawan and Yule, I have like some holly with some berries. But then my husband at the time, because I was like, I want the center's pentacle to spin because if you're spinning the wheel of the year, I don't necessarily want the pentacle to be upside down. I just want it to kind of point to which one it is. Yeah. When I got the glow forge, I was like, oh, upgrade. I can make this an upgrade. So this one has layers. The first layer is the wheel with the um, the Mm -hmm. and the imagery. And then I have like the platonic solids for earth, air, fire, and water. Mm -hmm. And then the second wheel that's spinning is got all the astrology symbols so that you can, so say we just finished Lamas here and we are in full moon in Aquarius. So you can move it to Aquarius and then you can move the full moon to there. Like, so there's a clear moon phase on top and then the top thing you know they spin it's just I like interactive yeah Yeah, that that is beautiful (laughs) I I love it I mean I had a wheel of the air I'd spin it or you know hook it up on a wall (laughs) and then change it as the you know things came around uh, yeah but I love the idea of being able to add in the layer of putting the full moon or the, the, the gibbous or all the other stages of the moon over astrological signs. So you get a bigger impact of, okay, this Lamas is going to be impacted by Aquarius or whatever. I'm not good on the astrology folks. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there for right now. But the point is that this is another way that you can then, if you chose to buy this, Jamie Elford, (laughs) You would then be able to start practicing it. And this is a great teaching tool that Jamie Sawyer has created. And yes, I think everyone should get one of those. That's super amazing. And of course, now I've got ideas. Okay. Oh, yeah. So so then my guess next question I would ask, though, is with all this stuff, what's next for you, Jamie? What are you working on that you can tantalize us with? I am working on an oracle deck. An oracle deck? Yeah, I'm working on an oracle deck. I've been wanting to do some sort of animal themed deck for a while. And oddly enough, this is the hardest one for me to have done. And I just kind of had to let go and know that when it was ready to be birthed, that it would be. And that was kind of the same thing I did with my tarot deck because I would have had it out a lot sooner, but then I discovered henna and that kind of like derailed my journey for two years. So the oracle deck, I just started... A couple weeks ago, I just started sketching a fawn. So a deer is my totem animal. It's just, you know, and I, I know that the language and stuff like that. Anyway, I'll get back to that. You're allowed to say that. You didn't say spirit animal. You said totem animal. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. So deer is just something I've always been connected to. I have a huge one tattooed on my torso. And I was like, well, that's going to be the start of the deck. But actually before that, backtrack, sorry. 
I had started to just kind of keep a journal of animals that were showing up in my life. And I would just, you know, and we live in the Northeast. So there's, I have deer in my yard all the time and they, they don't run from us. They come and eat pears off of our tree. Like we just love them. I, they make me so happy and they're gentle and they remind me like they show up when I know life is just exactly how they're supposed to be for me. So then I would see like the next day I saw like a squirrel or I saw, you know, so those were the animals that were coming to me that were going to be in the deck. I dreamt about a red panda. So I have a red panda in my deck. I've never seen a red panda in life, but that's why it's in my deck. Like there's certain things like I have a cricket and a grasshopper because that presented itself. Crying mantis. I have my dog and my cat that were, you know, my one cat, even though he's passed away, he shows up to me still in dreams. He's absolutely familiar. So I started sketching the, the deer and I used my friend's deer who, they have an animal sanctuary called Grat Gratitude Gate Farm Sanctuary. And Fawn, the deer, she was brought to them way late in the season as a spotted fawn, probably in like December. So there was no way that she would have survived the winter. So they had her for about two years and she was a horrible deer because she bonded with the cows. She ended up like Animal Planet actually just filmed a segment of weird animal friendships that's going to air, I think, by the end of the year on Fawn. But Fawn passed away from a tick-borne illness, um, unfortunately. You know, it's just, she was still a wild animal. So they allowed her to, you know, go out in the woods and do all the things that deer are supposed to do. That was the condition of her being able to be there. So I used her as my fear. So my mother is co-writing, again, the, I'm not even going to say guidebook, because it's not going to be a guidebook. I want to do a journal. And she's looking at this picture of this deer that I drew, and she didn't know this story. And she goes, for some reason, fawn comes to mind. And I, she goes, but it's not a spotted fawn. Like, there's no spots, but she's not an old deer, but fawn. And I said, okay, mom, well, her name is fawn. And I went on, and I was telling her the story. And I go, that's what I want you to bring, because right now it's so important to me with, I know, with all the appropriation in decks, I don't want my deck to, my animal deck, I'm not even saying animals because there's insects and wildlife, like marine life. They're not here to tell you anything. I want them to be portals. They're here to just observe. And if you feel something from that animal, then I want you to write it down in the journal. So my mom and I are going to share little quips and like kind of facts about some of the, the natural state of the animal and like how they interact with us. And then I want to put like in the guidebook or companion journal a space for the seeker to write their own interpretation of these messengers. Oh, that's beautiful. But I'm, I'm making round cards. Oh, I'm so excited. Round cards. And there were already, there'll probably be a round Oracle tile set before I even have my decks in hands because <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> you can do that. It's easy. Yes. I can do that. That makes sense. But so that's my next project. I'm so excited wow. about it. So how do you manage all of this as well as owning your own tarot shop or tattoo shop? Sorry. I wish it were a tarot and tattoo shop. That'd yeah. be awesome. It'd be really cool. I know someone who does that, but not on, on your coast. So No, I know. She's out. She's out west. We talked at Newt's. <laughs> Oddly, her husband actually is from near where I grew up. So I only work four days a week. Like when I said I was busy cultivating my career, I know that I'm in a position where I've afforded a very unique lifestyle for myself to allow me a lot of extracurricular time. I wake up really early and I go to bed fairly early, but when I'm not sleeping, I'm usually creating. I'm usually doing something with my hands. I'm, I'm on a vacation this week and I've worked harder than I do when I'm actually working. 
<laughs> Isn't that how it always works? Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you and uh, make an appointment, if you will? So tattoo-wise, I have sacredspacetattoo.com. Tattoo is spelled T-A-T-T-O-O. You'd be surprised how many people get that wrong. On Instagram, I am at Sacred Space Tattoo for the tattoo sh- stuff, but for my tarot and all the other goodies, it's Jamie Sawyer underscore 336. And then I have links in that one to my link tree that has like the Etsy shop, my printer studio for my deck, and then like all the other stuff that I feel people might be interested in. I just released some of my f- drawings on Spoonflower for fabric, and I've oh, done wow. some collaborations with Jenna. From Moonlit Faye. She's done some bags based off my deck. So, you know, like all the creative stuff combined. <laughs> so if you can't find Jamie Sawyer's artwork, then you're not looking. You're not looking. That's what this sounds yep. like to me. But it also sounds like Jamie and I, Jamie Elford and I, need to take a trip back east and go get our tattoos. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, so I, think so that's I guess... Thing. I guess this might be a good time to wrap up so that we can have a little bit of extra time here with Jamie Sawyer so that we can talk, start talking about products and, and maybe even, you know, tattoo plans or other things. Come visit me. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jamie and Jamie. And we'll give you all of the wonderful show notes and links in the notes, as you well know how we do. So that was really exciting to get to talk to Jamie Sawyer about so many different things. Oh my goodness, she's amazing. She really is. And we're fortunate. I happen to know that I at least get to see her twice next year in 2020. She's coming to the Northwest Tarot Symposium and she signed up for Reader Studio. So I'm totally psyched to be able to hang out with her and Hobnob and shenanigans because shenanigans are always fun. They are. And I'll get to see her at least once because I will see her at Northwest Tarot Symposium. But Yay. that was really exciting. But you know what else is really exciting? Yes, I do know what's really exciting. So, Are you sure? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the last two weeks we were doing a giveaway, weren't we? Yes, yes, we were. And we had our lovely, lovely assistant, Kendra, pull mm-hmm. the two names. And who did we get? Well, first off, drumroll. We have Gwen Ruskamp by. She won the copy of Ethany Dawn's Your Tarot Court, while Patty Holmes won Melissa Sonova's Tarot Elements. Both of them submitted that they like, they're both newbies, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And kind of synchronicities, you know, because that's what tarot does and divination and pulling random dice numbers. Exactly. So it's awesome because you think you were saying that they were both noob to tarot and they're both kind of using the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, which is really neat to hear. Yeah, they are. What I loved about this was the variety of decks that people posted on that Facebook post. I mean, we had people submitting, like, I think Deviant Moon was one of them. Mm -hmm. The Dark Mansion Tarot was another one. And there was a couple of decks I had never seen before or never saw mentioned. So I had to go look those up, which was Mm -hmm. wonderful. Did you have any favorites from that? Well, you know, there was, of course, somebody mentioned the Triple Goddess, which I've been using a lot lately. The Dark Mansion, always a favorite. And yeah, there were a couple that were like Kickstarter ones that I hadn't seen before. So I started writing all of them down. And I would recommend listeners that you go back and if you get on Facebook, and go look at this because there's just so many interesting decks out there. 
but I was really excited though that the dark mansion got mentioned because that's a new one for me that I really love. And uh, it seems to be taking tarot by storm, which is kind of nice. God, I can't even remember what else was mentioned. There were so many good options. Yeah. I know the Astara tarot was mentioned by somebody. And I know that had two different versions of that deck because it was a Kickstarter up front and then Schiffer slash red feather put out a copy and I have that copy on my shelf right now. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I just want to thank everyone who entered, who gave us their decks, who interacted with us both as a team on on the Tarot Visions page, as well as individually with like me to let me know certain things. We loved seeing like everybody is interested in playing with. Even the ones were like, oh God, I've got like 20 million decks. I can't pick a favorite. I liked that you gave us a wide variety of things to tell us about. It's, it's really neat. And it's always really fun to engage with our listeners because we never know who's listening half the time. And it's always fun to go, oh, look, there's that name. Oh, I see it again. You know, we were very fortunate. We got to meet one of our favorite listeners, Gavin Pugh, who's out of the UK when he came mm-hmm. to Reader Studio. And uh, I think we've met with Chris and Christine Hickey. That was mm-hmm. kind of fun to find out that we got to meet them in person. And through this whole process with the podcast, we also got to meet and we've interviewed Fred West and his partner, mm-hmm. John, and they had put on the divination suite at PantheaCon for many years. So again, it's really great to get to have that in-person uh, meeting. So thank you for participating, y'all. And we look forward to our next one. So look around next quarter. I think we're going to be doing these quarterly. That'd be fun. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at tarot underscore visions. 